to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island, Australia, season, <laughs> is it three or four this, Chris? I, I can't three. remember. Three. Is it three? <laughs> season three, episodes one through to five this is a bit different for us chris but before we get into that and figure out how we're gonna do it how was your birthday son well well, david i've hit the milestone of 43 we went for a lovely place in manchester just on the outskirts of manchester in berry called slattery's it's a it's a chocolatey it's a proper people drive all over to go to this place how he's amazing. I've never been in it. It's an old pub. It's a massive building. So nice. It's five out of five reviews every time people go in there pretty much. And my sister bought me a card last year. Me and my sister, well, I've got five sisters. One of my sisters she loves chocolate like me, absolute chocoholic like me. So we we're like, you know what? They do a 15 pound chocolate challenge. So she said, why don't you have a look online? So I had a look on YouTube and there's loads of these professional eaters on there. And there's a girl on there, very petite. You wouldn't think she is into eating chocolate. She did two of these chocolate challenges in 11 minutes. It's like a Guinness World Record. And I'm sat there, dead cocky, going, I can lever that. I could eat a kilo bar of Galaxy Dave in one sitting, no problem whatsoever. I'm like, I can do that. So gets up for my birthday yesterday. Sam and Jordan treat me, got some great presents and that. I was, you know, I was feeling a bit like a king. I drove us up there. Gets there for 10 o'clock. The place is beautiful, honestly. We've got a proper shop downstairs, supermarket, everything's amazing place. They do all sorts of stuff. Go up, Sam drops it in. It's his birthday today. Oh, brilliant. Happy birthday. There's a table next to us of about seven or eight women all eating breakfast because they do breakfast, they do normal food, but it's all based around like the, the desserts and the milkshakes and chocolate, hot chocolate. And I went, oh, I've got this card for chocolate oh you're doing the chocolate challenge all right okay no problem so come out sam and jordan get these milkshakes right that were literally half a liter of milk chocolate there was no like you know when you do a hot chocolate day and you get a few scoops of like the options yeah, yeah. and you put milk in it this was pure chocolate with strawberries chocolate coins everything and they're like do you want some of this i was like no no i'm gonna wait till mine come well mine comes and i'm not exaggerating i love a costco cake it's dead like Costco cake. It's absolute sugar heaven. It's ridiculous. This cake was like a quarter of a Costco cake, Dave. Have you seen the Costco cakes, how big they are? Nope. All oh, right. Well, it's a massive docker <laughs> cake you get for about 15 quid. It's just pure white icing, but it's a sponge cake, but it's very light. You know, when you're inside, when you cut it open, this chocolate cake comes. I didn't even think about this. I'm like, I'll do the challenge. You get a certificate. You get like a put in the in the record books, you go on Facebook, everything. And I'm like, I'll do this challenge. No problem. They sit it down and the fucking cake was huge. And I'm not a big fan of chocolate. Even though I love chocolate, I don't like chocolate ice cream and I don't like chocolate cake, really. This fudge chocolate cake comes down, Dave. Fuck me. It was like eating a fucking brick. It was was the densest (laughs) chocolate. I had four of these like clam shell type chocolate things that you had to eat with white chocolate, dark chocolate, whipped cream in them. It, we had a milkshake. I, don't, I wanted a white chocolate milkshake. So I love white chocolate. It had fucking cream on the top, everything. And then there was, 
thought it was ridiculous. Then there was these little chocolate things on it and it come and I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, how the fuck did this girl eat, eat two of them? I said to the woman, cocky arse here, I'll be able to do two, no problem. She went, really? Okay, no problem. She could do two then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, I could do it. You know, I wasn't being a complete dick, but I was confident having seen <laughs> Just this mostly a dick. <laughs> Just being a dick. <laughs> and she's there laughing it up going... Really? Really? Okay, then. No problem. Dave, I swear to God, I got 10 minutes into it and I'd not even got halfway through this cake. And I'm looking at the chocolate thinking, if it was just the chocolate, I could eat it. I swear to God, I was going to throw the towel in. Fucking table next with all these women. All of them are leaning like meerkats because it's them sort of cove round tables, you know, like an American style yeah, diner yeah. type, but it's, it's, it's not like American style diner at the set up. The, the furniture of the place is like proper upper class stuff. They're all looking at me going, you can, oh, go on, we're rooting for you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to fucking do it. And because I was thinking these women are all like, we've never seen anyone do it. Sam and Jordan. Sam's going, that is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> then, I, then I got I'm the so birds. <laughs> then I got the birds, you know, like, and Jordan and Sam have got really bad gag reflexes and they're like, oh my God. And they're like turning away. They're trying oh, to eat their God. breakfast. I wasn't being like, there was no sickness then. It was just, you know, because the, the amount of food had been plowing into me. And then it got to, I literally went right through it. I got the milkshake, just downed it. And there was one of these cups left. Now, these, these cups are about four inches in diameter. They're not a small chocolate cup, Day. That's the thing on the picture. It doesn't do it justice how big the fucking plate was. And I'd staring at it for ages. And they're looking, going, oh, God, he's nearly doing it. And everyone's looking at me. And I'm like, oh, my fucking days. I'm going to be absolutely sick here. I just got it and just stuffed it. Augustus Gloop style Dave, all chocolate around my mouth, <laughs> in my face. I'm drinking loads of water. I drank, I sat there and they went, the guy's going to come. And at that point, Dave, I was like, oh my fucking God, I'm going to be sick. I am actually going to be sick. There must have been about 5,000 calories, right, in this stuff. I'm like, I am going to be fucking sick. And they went, let him come over. He wants a picture for Facebook. The fucking manager comes over and goes, Hi, Mr. Fultz. 23rd, I mean, it's my birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, you're, 470, you're the 471st person to do this out of 10,000 people who've tried it. So you're in, the, you're, like, you're in the 5% of people have only completed it. I need a picture for the Facebook. And I'm like, please take this picture. And I'm there, falsely smiling. Dave, <laughs> it thinking, gives you a big pat not, on the stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm not sure which, which end this stuff's coming out, but if you don't leave me alone, I'm fucking going to be making a big accident on your chairs, mate. Does it all. Someone else comes over. I get a medal. I get, a, they bring another box of chocolates over as well. I'm like, holy shit. They, and I'm trying to get out the seat. They only bring over a chocolate brownie with a fucking birthday candle saying happy birthday. Oh, and singing. <laughs> I'm on my ass at this point. I'm looking at it going, fucking hell, I feel sick. Please don't can, fucking leave can, me. I can feel the cold sweats myself just <laughs> hearing about it. <laughs> and I'm going to be completely honest and transparent. I got up. And said to Sam and Jordan, I'm going for a wee. Dave, I fucking threw it all back up. I'm going to, it's disgusting. <laughs> I know. The only, the only good thing, and this is going to make people heave was, have you ever, ever been sick, but it tastes like chocolate, Dave? It was a bit oh. of a bit of sweet. I had cake coming up and everything, but it wasn't that horrible sick taste. It was chocolate, Dave. So it was like Willy Wonka, but I swear to God, to come back in and Sam and Jordan were pissing themselves. They were like, You've been sick, haven't you? And I was going to lie and go, no, and I went, 
Yeah, they have, yeah. <laughs> I fucking all day yesterday. It's fucking money me... well worth spending, <laughs> spending <laughs> on it. <laughs> and my sister thought it was fucking hilarious day. She absolutely knew what was going to happen. But I was so determined to do it. And I was like proud of myself at the end. But all day, I couldn't eat all day. We were supposed to get a takeaway from my birthday. Sam and Jordan had it. I sat there. In the end, I made two rounds of toast with some veggie straws. I mean, it's not a bad thing because of my diet. I'd obviously well gone over my food. But I swear to God, I've put the pictures on. Facebook, it was probably the worst thing I've ever done. And you know that I did, as I put it on our Facebook, I did the Bush Tucker trial in 2010 mm. for me and Sam. We won a trip to Australia. I did I had eyeballs, kangaroo eyeballs, I had witchetty grubs, live live locusts, six of them, big fucking like grasshopper things. I ate uh, mealworms, everything. They, I, I finished that and I said to Sam, I wish I'd done the fucking Bush Tucker trial at the end of it because it, it was the worst <laughs> thing I've ever done. And I'd never thought... I'd say that about chocolate and I've been so good on my diet the last two weeks. This has put me right back on track because I'm not touching chocolate for fucking ages now. It was awful. I wonder if that's a good, uh, good tactic there to secure (laughs) yourself of the, uh, the chocolate cravings. I mean, it sounds horrendous. I mean, it sounds like you went in there completely unprepared and thought I could fucking do this. Frankly, you know Chris, me. I'm shocked. But <laughs> <laughs> well, when I did the 24 hour gaming last year, I never forget that. I raised money for the villain cancer, and you fucking messaged me. You rang me, and you went, "You're just going to fucking turn up on the day, aren't you? Just do it without any preparation." I went, "Yep." And was that a mistake? Yep. <laughs> no, I, think, I think I started off. I said, "Well, how are you going to prepare for this? Because surely for the week leading up to it." You know, you're going to have to work up to this thing, you know, to get your body in shape for it. And then silence on the phone. And I was like, you're just going to fucking do it on the day, are you? As you, as you always say, Dave, you're the guy, when we're in a plane, ready to jump out of a parachute, you're the man who's checking, double-checking every harness thingy. I'm the guy who's fucking jumped out and realised I've left my parachute on the plane. That is me every time, two-footed straight into everything I do. Ridiculous. Oh, have mate, it was seen, horrible. Um, have you seen Monty Python's Meaning of Life? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you you I fucking missed yeah. a career so tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good fucking analogy that day, man. Like oh, my God. It's awful. Waffer thin mincer. Um, <laughs> right. Let's get on to a bit of Love Island, Chris. And um, so we've been hearing really great things. We're not going to do our usual episode by episode breakdown. So we're going to try and catch up a little bit. I'm not sure quite where we're going to land, but we're going to tackle it in five episode chunks. So, Chris, we get the Love Island DNA to start us off don't we? the exact same format that we've seen many times before now. But what do you reckon about this this opening cast? Well, before we talk about openings, Dave, how open was Sophie Monk's fucking top? Jesus Christ, me and Sam were sat there and Sam went, do you might as well just have no top on? It was just <laughs> she's doing this. I didn't post- notice. I'm- <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> but I've got to say, I still think Sophie Monk is one of the worst presenters on Love Island. She really is. She is. She is. I mean, there's a few, <laughs> few people in this show who are fucking lollipops, but she she don't give a fuck about anyone. 
I still love the fact that she went on a holiday halfway through the series yeah. in series two. That is the <laughs> best brilliant. thing I've ever seen. Just <laughs> fucked off. I oh, went on a holiday with my boyfriend. Chris Harrison did it though, didn't he? As well, he 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 disappeared. He, he helped his son move or something. But I That's mean, there's true, a bit actually. of a difference when you've been doing a, a season, a franchise for 20 years, <laughs> and then this is just your second series, and it's like. Yeah, fancy a bit of a holiday. Um, <laughs> oh, so, by the way, these impressions are not going to get any better other than these no, Aussie ones. No, no. I think this is my favourite bit about doing the Aussie series, to be <laughs> honest, <laughs> throwing out some terrible impressions. i tell you what I noticed, Chris. More so, I mean, Sophie Monk's top did not make it into my notes, to be honest, but i tell you what did. A recognisable bottle of Aldi Prosecco. Did you notice it? <laughs> Yeah, I drink it very regularly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, right, they're wheeling out the expensive stuff then. But I, I five guess dollars. they ship it over. <laughs> Ridiculous. You know, I spotted that straight away. I was like, oh, it was the spider. <laughs> I drink that. I drink that. I mean, I know these Aldi's everywhere now, so I presume it must be. Australia's quite expensive, actually, for food and drinks. So I'm presuming that's probably a $10, $15 bottle. Surely they... they- ship most of it um but most of the red that i drink is from australia <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no, you, no. i guess i guess prosecco is, comes from italy doesn't it so yeah it's a bit more expensive the cost of living is expensive over there when we were there it was so I mean, actually years ago it's so expensive i presume that's a 15 dollar bottle of prosecco whereas in the uk it's probably a five quid one day which would be equivalent to about eight dollars 3.99 3.99 chris well yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> actually my friend was a wine <laughs> merchant right a friend of mine and he said that the Aldi wine is the same wine you got in the top hotels in manchester they just relabeled it and they sell it at 2p a bottle to them that's the volume and that's how much the markup is on them. And he he, did, he still does it. That's what he does as a job. It's so fake, the wine industry, Dave. You know, when you sat there going, oh, he's got a little bit of wood in it. He's got, oh, he's got a bit of this in it. Bullshit. You're drinking the same £50 bottle when you're in a fucking restaurant as you would in Aldi for £3.99. It's all the same stuff as the everything. It's just rebadged with their stuff on it. I'm not sure that's... For the stuff that you get at the real top end... I'm not sure that's. I've never, quite true. I've never done that. I've just gone of his, com- his, his, his message to me, Dave. Yeah, so, so right. there's definitely a lot of um, kidology with it. You know, there's a. I mean, look, if you're getting in a top hotel, you're getting a glass of wine, you're going to pay a massive premium on it. But um, the stuff in Aldi is really good. I, oh, I, yeah. I my favorite. I go for an Argentinian Malbec from there. It's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> But yeah, love that. Love it. it is really good stuff. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Chris, again, we before we digress on a wine tangent, which uh is where my head was going, let's get back. So, I mean, it's Courtney and Jess who are the first in. I mean, they they have their usual, you know, they're the ones with the Aldi Prosecco, aren't they, initially? And then <laughs> we get Ari coming in, then we get Tina, then we get Rachel. What what do you think of the girls and all their, uh, their kind of chat before the guys walk in? Well, I felt sorry for Ari, to be honest, because she's five foot in heels and then they bring two girls to stand next to her who are over six foot you know <laughs> they, were, they are they, fucking tall girls tall. some of those aren't they oh yeah and, and i did like the fact rachel is a geek dave she's a harry potter star wars geek does the content i think 
I think what's what, what's always difficult with these shows is when they come in, and as soon as you know this, we always talk about this on these shows, but as soon as they say, like, I'm an influencer, and obviously with the times now, TikTok's bigger than Instagram. I know Instagram has its Instagram Reels, which is the same as TikTok, but the career is done, the path is done, and Sam's actually out, Dave. She's already said to me, she's watched one episode. She went, I'm not watching this. It's fucking ridiculous. Because what she noticed, I don't know if you spotted this, did you see every person that came on this, how many followers they had before they came on the show? So, so you know... We, I didn't know. All right. So, so you, you know, obviously, we've got our great friend over on Facebook who, who did... I can't make his bloody name. Though. He did all the lead tables, didn't he, his social media, and it went up and down, mm, left, right, yeah, and everything. Yeah. And I'm, I apologise... Uh, for forgetting his name, but but um, what there was, I think Rachel's already got twenty eight to thirty thousand followers. That everyone had a substantial amount of followers before they'd even hit the show, and that's mm. obviously where the casting has gone this year. They've obviously gone for TikTok, Instagram. Are they already? Have they got a slight following behind them because it'll generate more buzz? More people are going to watch it organically. I'm not saying that's a bad tactic, but it also does feel again. Like what we saw in series two of Australia, where contestants knew each other, and we had that meal mm. that, that was released after the show, and then it was like, and the, but on the show they pretended they didn't know each other. There's a little, there's a bit. It feels a little bit like the UK at the start. I must admit, too overproduced. If I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, I must admit. I, I when she's going on about the TikTok stuff, you know, she's part time on TikTok. It, it was the same thing again. It, it's like I do. I can't remember what she said she did and then part-time on TikTok. I mean, uh, I, when I introduce myself, Chris, I don't say, you know, I work in IT and I'm a part-time podcaster. <laughs> you know, I'm sure she makes a few quid from it. Absolutely. I mean, she's drop-dead gorgeous, Rachel. And, you know, she's got a bunch of Star Wars and Harry Potter nerds probably <laughs> chucking money at her. Um but yeah, definitely. I, th I think, unfortunately, Chris, this whole niche that we like to cover is just flooded with influencers, all of them, I, uh, yeah. all the series now. I, I think I, it's just some cover it up better than others. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think you're right. And and they all have, no, they all have their own career path that they're going to take after this, aren't they, Dave? I mean, you can hmm. still see now we follow on our reality uh, Instagram page, like Grant Crap, people like that, who, you know, from series one, and he's still promoting stuff to death. He's a builder by trade, but he's still doing stuff. They're up, they all end up like promoting the teeth whitener stuff, don't they? They all end up promoting, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, fitness gear. They all, they have their own fitness line. A lot of them are getting into their own clothing line because that, um, Fingy Couture is from, I think it's series one or series two of Love Island. The guy who was on there, he's created that Couture uh, retail like clothing outlet, which is massive now. It's huge, Dave. He's got a shop in the Trafford Centre and everything, and, and all around the country. And he created that from the back end of Love Island and, and did it with his mate. And now they're one of the biggest clothing brands for the younger people. So... There is a career there for them if they box clever. I get it. And that's the only thing I felt when we when we did maths to this is I've enjoyed this so far. And I know we're talking about the five episodes. I really have. And I think we're going to get more honesty in this than we did in the UK one. Because even though they're, they're trying to pave a career, they're not afraid to speak the mind, which I like. Mm. The UK one, a lot of them shit the pants because they're like, oh, hang on a minute. What, in the back of their head, it always feels like this thinking, well, what am I going to fucking... What, if I do this, how's that going to look on the outside if I want this deal and all that? You know, so... I do like the Aussie um, 
brashness and, and honesty, to be honest. It's a breath of fresh air. Maths was brilliant. This this is going to be good, I think, as well. But yeah, it just it just feels a little bit overproduced at the start with them. And I, and, I, and then as the episodes go on, the guards come down, which is great. It's not like the UK one already. This is setting itself up for a better series. Yeah, this lot do not give a shit. They might, you know, have a career in social media, but they're lacking some of the polish. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I do think in the UK one, uh, you know, apart from a few blow-up events in the last year, they they were very, very conscious of what was going on. You know, we saw, saw people couple up early uh, where that was possible and, and it all seemed quite tactical. Whereas this lot, we're not going to get any of that. And we'll get into more of that, I'm sure. But Chris, the first boy out is Aaron, straight from the 90s with his bleach blonde hair there. Um, (laughs) He says he's 24. And so being 24, he can go both ways. I'm thinking, Chris, I believe you. Um, And Courtney steps forward. So what we normally see with the first boy is no one steps forward. Um, So again, I I don't know if it's it's a thing of being Australian, but, you know, Courtney ends up stepping forward and he he goes for her. So, I mean, what what do you reckon to Aaron when he first shows up? Dave, one of the cockiest people in the show at the moment, without a doubt. And and what's interesting, you said at the top of the show, is it's going to be difficult for people listening who some people have actually stopped, which is amazing. Thank you, guys. They've actually stopped watching the show until we catch up, haven't they? Which is brilliant. We've had loads of messages. I'm not fantastic. watching, which is brilliant. It is, and thank you. It's really humbling. So thank you, guys. But also, there's going to be people listening to this that we're going to make judgments on off these episodes. Going, he's a really nice guy. She's a really nice girl. People going, he's a fucking bella. Wait till yeah. you get, you know. So yeah. forgive us, we're, guys. We're going to be like, this guy is a fucking cock, and he ends up rescuing a kitten from a burning building or something <laughs> yeah. in, in week yeah. seventeen. So, yeah. <laughs> so don't have a go at us, guys, if we get a few things wrong because obviously oh, we're no, do, do. Yeah, well, yeah, do. <laughs> but Dave, don't spoil. That, that's the key. <laughs> Yeah, don't spoil. <laughs> but no, Aaron Davis is a bit of a cocky for like so when he said go off ways, like I'm at the age where I can have younger girls or older girls, and I'm like, oh, it's the same bullshit. But they look good together, him and Courtney. And I was thinking, fair enough, no problem with that. I, I've got a problem with him as we talk about the rest of the episodes, but but initial impressions, no problem. Like he's got the Eminem wish he was haircut and all that. That's fine. No problem. I dyed my hair blonde in the 90s. I've, I've been there, Dave. Then we got Taku. Everyone did, didn't they? Everyone, everyone did. Everyone, obviously, but yeah. it was a big thing. It was a big thing. Now, Taku, Dave, unit, rugby player, loads of charisma, great smile on him. And obviously... Harry steps forward for him, Dave, doesn't she? You know, he comes out mm. and, and he's giving Sophie a bit of the old chat as well. I'm thinking, fair enough, you know, but they're the couple. You know, what do you think of Taku, Dave? Like I say, he's a big fucking guy, isn't he? And and got a massive personality as well. You were saying about the social media, though, and, that, you know, getting things in there to, to hint at what they do outside the show, you know, without being completely obvious, but Taku does have his own fragrance. So the fact that he's going on about how into, you know, his different fragrances he is, you know, that was, that was a little bit tactical, but yeah, I, I think, you know, as we get on that, I think we, we see that he, he is a lot of fun. He's got a big personality. Um, we've talked about it off the show, but I I think, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but I mean, let's face it, Chris, 
he does seem like a good guy, but Christ, he, he, he does have a few David Brent lines, doesn't he? <laughs> no, you're right, Dave, to say it because we both agree. <laughs> he, he seems like a really genuine guy, but his fucking lines and some of the stuff Pattery was saying, not just to the girls, to the guys, I was like, oh, mate, please stop. I just I was expecting to go get the guitar. I mean, you always send each other that fucking meme, don't we? <laughs> of David Brent telling Gareth, get the guitar. It was like that. I mean, he did a motivational speech for everyone on the second day. I think it was the second, it's that the second episode. And you can see everyone was just curling the fucking toes. Like what, where's he going with this? He was like, <laughs> he's got all them Instagram quotes, put them together and just pick random words out to try and motivate everyone. However, he had a lot of fun and was laughing his head off at the end of it. So there was no, it was just him being stupid. I think once we get to know him properly, um, but yeah, I had no problem with Taku. I thought he was a good guy. And I, th- I think the problem is sometimes, Dave, the good guys get fucking called out the most sometimes, you know, on these mm. shows because they're not being false. They're just being them. And I, and I really, yeah. there was some things with Taku and I know as we go through the episode that I, 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 I really started to think, yeah, he's a good guy, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ronnie comes out. He says he's a student and fitness instructor. Uh, in other words, you're a student. Um, loves his Instagram quotes. And Ari and Tina both step forward, but he ends up going with Tina. So what do you reckon to Ronnie and that couple? Dave, he's like a fucking ironing board, and he's fucking no personality at all, Ronnie. Great guy. <laughs> he's basically vanilla in the whole these whole five episodes. He's just He stays out of any... Danger, done. He's, he's not what? No, no. no. well, the in the first one, maybe, 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 maybe the first oh, yeah, he's one. a great maybe guy. Let, let's park that. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm but hang sorry. On, hang I, on. I shouldn't have cut across you there because I couldn't. Let, I couldn't keep it in anymore. <laughs> but we're going to park that, and we'll come back to some of the stuff that unfolds <laughs> a bit later on. Hang on, maybe after the first episode. But listen to me. <laughs> I own I own the trademarks of the reality radar. You're not allowed to fucking use it unless I say. <laughs> he's, he's a great guy. And then what did you say? He manages to avoid any danger or something. <laughs> All right, fuck off, Dave. I know I might be a bit hasty there, but I mean the first episode he does. He's a bit naughty in the first episode. But... I thought it was at the end of of the first episode where. He, Things started to go a bit south. But, yeah, they but, go a bit. They do. <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> get me every time, you. Every time. <laughs> you fucking get me. And you always say, are you fucking sure? <laughs> the ra- radar is mine to use whenever I want to turn it on, Dave. Okay. <laughs> oh, my word. Right. Anyway, go on, move on, Dave. <laughs> I just think he's a yeah. Okay, we'll we'll come back to him. Um, so Jordan, he's looks like bloody Oscar Isaac, doesn't it? Doesn't he? And uh, yes, comes out. Rachel and Jess step forward. What do you reckon to uh, Jordan? The thing is with 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 Jordan. I mean, he's got some interesting tattoos. I'll give him that. Um, Yeah, he did. He didn't really, but I mean, he's a bit older than the other guys. He's 28 as well. So he's a bit older than mm. some of the other contestants, which is quite good. On the UK, and I will say on this day, they've got a spread of peoples with age, ages all over the place. You know, yeah, we've got yeah. some younger ones. I think in the UK one, what we suffered with this last series was 
a lot of the girls were mid to late 20s, but the guys were all early 20s. And it shown, didn't yeah. it? You know, like they were fucking dead childish, you know, really stupid. So there is a couple, they're, they're all around mid 20s. I think there's a couple of like 21, but the rest of them, they're at me. So I think that helps. They've got a little bit better fucking maturity. Some of them, but obviously, I mean, it showed in maths that it don't matter how old you are. If you're a dick, you're a dick. So, yeah, no, I think yeah. he, I, I think he, he was fine with Jordan Dave. I didn't have any issues with him, to be honest. He, he gets a little bit involved in some of the shit going on, but that's what Love Island's all about. Yeah. And, um, and the last boy to come out, Chris, is Ryan. Uh, and we have oh Ari God. and Rachel step forward uh, and Jess. And he ends up choosing Ari. Well, Ryan, Dave, fuck me. When I when he was the first guy that I saw him, I was like, holy shit, he is a specimen. Blue eyes, the gym. The only problem was he just kept going on there, but he's fucking got his six pack out then in a couple of episodes. And he, and he was just going on about <laughs> just his gym. Constantly. <laughs> constantly going on about how good looking he was and, and everything. And I was like, right, he was at that point. I was like, holy shit, this guy was, and they were all good looking lads. It's not a slight on any of them. But for me, he was the one way. Even I was like, "Holy shit, that is a good-looking lad." You know, he 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 really come in strutting his stuff. Even the, I think it was was it Ronnie? What I think Ronnie was the one. Was it Ronnie who said he went, "Holy shit, he's fit." <laughs> something he said something <laughs> like that. You know, because he was he, he is he's a fucking good-looking lad. However, he's one of them guys for me, Dave. And I'll be honest with you, as it's gone on, it's all of, if he's got anything about the looks other than that, he's fucked. He's absolutely fucked because everything was about how he looks. And some of his dialogue was like, I'm the, like, he was the greatest. And I was thinking, oh my God, mate, please be quiet. If you're a good looking kid, don't ruin it. And I just felt that as it went on through the episodes, he just seemed to get more and more egotistical. He's a fucking egomaniac, isn't he? Yeah. I actually think he's got a little bit of a Val Kilmer sort of look about him when Val Kilmer was at his peak. But, and, and you say about his striking blue eyes, absolutely. But Chris, I can't work out. Has he, has he had fucking, you know, has he had too much Botox or something? There is something like that surprised look about him. <laughs> like he's just had an early facelift or something. I, I, there's something not quite right there, I don't think. I can't recognize exactly what it is going on there. But there, there is something that is not just natural good looks. Dave, come on. His fucking body's not natural. He works hard, but it, let's be honest. Oh, all of these fucking are steroided up, aren't they? Yeah, big, big, <laughs> they have a steroided or growth hormone up, which is pretty much the same stuff. Yeah, and that's not being jealous or being a dick, but Ryan's body is unbelievable. At this point, I was like, that is the body of the actual show for me. I was like, wow, you know, total respect. This guy's put the hours in in the gym and everything, but... Yeah, it's just a shame he was a complete fucking bellend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, uh, other things that, that kind of happened in, in episode one, Chris, what I appreciated, and, and we'd heard all the noises, hadn't we, that, you know, this, you guys have got to cover this series. Catch up, you bastards, because, uh, you know, it's a really great series. And I think what we saw with the UK one is everyone was quite, tactical you know when it blew up it really blew up but there was quite a lot of tactics going on there you know people were trying you know if they were coupled up they wouldn't want to rock the boat too much whereas this lot just don't seem to care 
And like literally in episode one, so you're talking day one slash two, aren't you? In, in uh, yeah. episode one, generally, and uh, straight away, Rachel just completely friend zones Taku, and yeah. then she uh, slinks over to the Oscar Isaac lookalike Jordan, <laughs> you know, which I didn't think was uh, any surprise whatsoever. And they end up sharing a bit of a kiss on the bed. I mean, this is literally in episode one, Chris. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to like this series. <laughs> this is going to be a shit show right from the off. But, but, but Dave, what I got me is the kiss. It's wrong. They're not called. I know it's the first episode. You're circling up. But Rachel was very clever because she made it all about her when it was. Who was, who was he with, uh, Jordan, originally? Jordan was with Jess initially. Jess, so, but, but she went over to Jess, but then made Jess feel bad because she'd kissed her man. I was just like, this is prime Love Island here. This is brilliant. It's like you, you have absolutely done Jessie. You've completely made her feel sorry for you and everything. And all the girls are like, oh, my God, that's terrible. I thought, give it a couple of weeks. If you'd have kissed one of the guys then, thought maybe she'd have been thrown out the villa. But I thought that was a great, I don't know if it was a tactic, Dave, but it just worked so well because everyone was like, no, no, it's fine, Rachel, it's fine. They absolutely fell for that. I don't know whether it was a game or what, but I love that bit. I think I'm not sure about uh, whether she made Jess feel bad. I mean, clearly she did feel bad. She's fucking day one and she's already been cheated on. um, (laughs) I I thought it was, I thought it was quite clever though. It did remind me, you know, when you're like a teenager, Chris, and, and then there's fucking drama at the disco kind of thing. And you know, it's like, and it's all this nonsense, really. When you when you have some distance from it and look back at it, but it, it just reminded me of that because you know Rachel was right in there. She fucking knew what was going to happen, and Jordan was absolutely right there with it. You know, I mean, he's the one. The onus is on him as well. You know, don't fucking cheat on day one. And um, so they end up kissing. But by Rachel going and spilling the beans, you know, Jordan is the the snake then, isn't he? So it was both of them. But somehow Rachel comes out smelling of roses, you know, because she's the the honest one. And it's like, (laughs) wow, that is ninja level stuff. Brilliant. (laughs) Absolutely. Class. I absolutely loved it. I was like, oh, that is really fucking good here. That is so fucking ace the way that that came about and that's what love island's about in it dave you know it it's the first day pretty much if things people make a connection they make a connection don't they it's it's happened before i think it's early enough to forgive her and no no one said a word about rachel after that but i just love the fact the way that went down and the fact that all of a sudden she was like oh shit these cameras on me I better go and apologize and then made it all about us. That was fucking top tier shit housery for me. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, but let's let's get on to Ronnie, Chris, our great guy here. <laughs> I think <laughs> he, he is the sleaziest fucker in there. He is absolutely <laughs> so fucking sure of himself. He also, like the Hulk does, Chris. Ronnie refers to himself in the third person. (laughs) (laughs) And Tina, I can't, I don't have this one in my notes, but um, 
uh, Tina at some point she says, "Is that your lo- love language being uh, sleazy <laughs> or something like that?" Oh yeah, she had a pop at him, didn't she? Because he said about her ass. He said about your ass is thinking. She popped him, didn't she? And told him. I thought it was really good of her. Yeah. So so actually, I've drifted into episode two. There, she says, "Maybe that's your love language." Sleazy comments. <laughs> <laughs> And he is, he's just fucking, he's out there on the prowl. He just, he thinks he's the fucking man. Um, And again, we've seen this constantly. I do love Chris when you get, you know, a small fish or a big fish in a small pond and then they come into Love Island and it's like, oh shit, it's not like this in the, in the outside world. (laughs) I have to actually (laughs) graft a bit here. Um, And we see that a bit later, which we'll come back to. Oh, what about thing? You know, I mean, there's a couple of people I want to call out in the first episode. Uh, Ari, has she ever watched Love Island, Dave? Because she's with Ryan. You can see Ryan is already, his radar's all over the fucking show. He's looking for the, the next girl straight away. There's a nice bit of a connection. There's a bit of a kiss of him, but she she's very, very insecure. And that's obviously something that's happened to her in the past. And, and you know, I, I can't say I blame Ryan's a good-looking lad. They look good together. But I, I kept thinking, and this is not the right show for you, Ari, at all. But also, fucking Aaron, what a prick, Dave. It's all corny. I'm into blondes. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, no. But, but sorry, just before not. we move on to, on off um, Ryan and Ari, I don't know if something's happened to Ari in the past. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should call it Ari because uh, when I say Ari. It's like I'm yeah, talking Harry, about someone yeah. called Harry. Sorry, Ari. Sorry, we say Ari. You're right. No, no, it's me doing it as well. It's like uh, Frank Bruno. Know what I mean, Ari? Um, <laughs> she's 25, and she says, "Ah, oh, I've been single for seven years." And it's like, well, I fucking hope you have. You know, I, I'm glad you put a cap of seven years on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I don't want you to be coupled up. Uh, before you were fucking 16 or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think she's she's one of those. We, we quite often hear people come in and say, oh, you know, I've never never had a girlfriend, Chris. I, I shagged 100 women, but I've never had a girlfriend. Um, and, and she's chosen not to say that. She's chosen to say that she's been single for seven years. And like I say, if she's 25, it's like, well... You're a fucking kid. <laughs> you yeah, I mean, it's not really that that big of a deal. But um, so yeah, I just think she's a bit inexperienced. But like you say, she's probably. I, I mean, can you think, Chris, that there are people who don't prepare really, don't do their research, and just fucking head, you know, straight into a, a thing like Love Island? Can you imagine such a thing? <laughs> 20 years ago, Dave, it probably would have been me, but there you go. <laughs> Only you, you'd have watched them all, but, you know, a, an equivalent show. People, yeah. I'm sure, you know, come into this without really thinking through uh, how it's going to be and what have you. But, yeah, she does seem like she's not got those battle-hardened scars of, of uh, you know, how to deal with relationships and stuff. And, and I think... The fact is, she's got eyes for Ryan, who can't love anyone else more than himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's the reality. And I've, I've got in my episode one notes, you know, loves his abs, 
doesn't seem very loyal. <laughs> That's in episode one. And um, you know, yeah, I yeah. didn't see anything to convince me otherwise in the in the following episodes. No, I'm with you on that, Dave. So what do you think about Aaron's comment then to Courtney? Oh, yeah, yeah. So back to that. Um, what a fucking bellend. I mean, this guy, he's 24 apparently, but he's got the emotional maturity of a 15-year-old. A 15-year-old emo, you know, someone who, who like just fucking doesn't have any emotional maturity at all. And it does my head in when they, they do this on Love Island. It's like, oh, my type is exactly this. And then they draw out this, you know, imaginary woman. Uh, and then people have to fit that template. And it just, I don't know if it's just, you know, being a grumpy old bastard and this is a young person's thing, Chris. But, you know, there's so much more to a person than that. Um, but it's, they just want them to fit into that template. And so again, it was another, you know, episode one, burn your bridges, sunshine. (laughs) Because (laughs) as soon as he, uh, he'd said that, I mean, Courtney just wasn't interested at all, quite rightly, but you know, I don't, I don't know how much of a personality Courtney's got herself, to be honest, but she's not um she's not short of confidence in herself so you know someone who had a bit less confidence was less sure about themselves might have just thought oh well maybe i can win him round whereas <laughs> she's like well fuck you then um yeah. so yeah i just think it's it's a bit of a silly thing and it's like well you chose a numb nuts <laughs> you know what i mean it's like you fucking picked her Fair enough. She's the only bugger who stepped forward for you. And let's face it, there must be pressure, mustn't there, to to pick the person who stepped forward for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We've not seen many back down on that, Dave, when we've watched the show. There's not many who've done that. I mean, you've seen it where people step back out and and go with someone else, which we will, you know, obviously... Um, that happened with Ari, didn't she? She she gone with Taku, and then she stepped out mm. for Ryan. You know, so so that and Ryan picked uh, um, Ari as well. So um, I'm saying Ari again, Ari, Ari, um, Ari, <laughs> Ari. You know what I mean? But no, it's, it's strange because I, what what I saw with the producers again, the old classic, is we get to introduce to Lexi at the episode of end of episode one. Blonde, tall, talking, a bit of a VT thing. And straight away, they show Ryan and Ari. And you're like, oh, so this is the story we're going to be told in episode two, are we? Do you know what I mean? Like, you get that. There was other girls there were probably feeling insecure, but they just went straight with that. We know in episode two why, but it it always makes me laugh. The the foresight of this is the story we're going to tell you. And poor Ari, again, he's just... (laughs) Fucking, I'm just like, why are you even in this show? You just, you're not, you've, she's gone all in on Ryan straight away within not even 24 hours. And I, and I, yeah. I can't in my head understand if you don't know this person previously, how you could even get so into somebody like that. I don't get it. I, I, I mean, unless it's an aesthetic thing, because he's such a good looking guy. Maybe it's that. She, she knows she, she's a good looking girl. They're, they look great together. So it, it maybe it's that. She's like, oh, he's amazing. But I just, it never sits with me on this, how they get so attached to each other. Yeah, within, I mean, it looked like Lexi came in at 
they usually come in at the end of day one, don't they? But yeah. I mean, this looked like it was day two. Uh, so, you know, you've had maybe maximum something on the order of 48 hours, probably not that long because, you know, they, they couple up in the morning, probably day one. And then, uh, you know, so, so it's less than that. Yeah. So they, I'm sure they'd spent the night together, hadn't they? They'd slept in the same bed. Um, but yeah, she does seem all in. And uh, unfortunately for her, you know, that we've seemingly got the most emotionally vulnerable person with the biggest douchebag on the show. Yes. So uh, yeah. it's not a great combination. And and Ryan is clearly excited. So Lexi, you know, and fuck me, she is tall, isn't she? She, she actually turns around and misses Ari. Did you swim yeah. that bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking tall women on this chris <laughs> and so um she ends up having all these dates aaron again fucking don't like him chris again no like say, little fucking email uh, email emo um and he says on the day you know he doesn't like attitude from women <laughs> it's like oh well you're gonna do well aren't you you know in other words he doesn't like women to have their own opinions mm, good luck with that one sunshine um Ryan is fucking beside himself, you know, legs it to the date pretty much, leaves Ari there, doesn't give her any reassurance whatsoever. Um, and again, you, you can see where this is going, can't you? Yeah, you can, to be fair. And I don't think it helps when they did the fans only game, not only fans day, they kept saying it in the VT guy was saying like, you know, fans only, was Ryan had slept with 500 women. They thought oh, it was, yeah, was it Ronnie yeah. who was the stripper? They thought it was Ronnie. And they went with Ronnie, one of the girls kissed Ronnie. And it was like, nope, it's Ryan. And then I, I loved, it might have been, I don't know who it was. Tina. It was one, Tina. And she said, does he have a tax return at the end of the yeah. year? Does he sit there going, <laughs> he's fucking, it was just like, Straight away for me, poor, like you said, Ari, they've picked the most, you know, the, the couple, they, well, they haven't picked, they've organically picked, shall we say. It's not a fucking married at first sight where, they, you know, they pick a fucking, get a stick a tail on a donkey fucking thing or hit a pinata <laughs> with a blindfold on. They're absolutely useless. This has organically made them a couple. And they have a conversation and they kiss and all that. And I'm thinking Ryan's just going to fuck off straight away. Like she's saying, I'm sorry for being so insecure. And I'm thinking, don't apologize. He is a cock. He's arrogant. He loves yeah. himself. He stood in the kitchen. And the, when they were like, listen, you know, there's not many times in my life I can turn around and say, I've had, a, I had a good body, Dave. But even when I had a good body, I would never turn around to someone and go, do you want to take my top off? Do you want to have a look? Have a look. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> he says to Lexi, the round the kitchen, all just talking, and he's got this black top on. She can clearly see underneath that top that he's packing something. He's making protein, and she says something, and he goes, no, nah, I don't do the gym. And she's like, all right, yeah. And then they both go, oh, oh, oh. and he goes, uh, I've got an eight-pack under here. Have you? Yeah. And then just whips his top off, and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. You're 25 <laughs> years old. Your body is mega, a body that we could only dream of. Why would you just let her see that? when you're working out or let her see it when you're swimming. You don't need, and I thought that was disrespectful to Ari, to be honest, Dave. I just was like, oh, mate, are you that fuck? And I think he's got loads of insecurities because most people who do the gym obsessively like that, I've been there, still do it myself, whatever. I don't look like that, obviously, but 
it's because of insecurities when you're younger, Dave. I think he's a very, very insecure person, and the and he's got a lot of female attention once he hit the gym. I think he, he might. We don't really ever know this story whether he says it later on, but he's a really insecure lad. I think he's probably one of the most insecure people on there. However, it radiates as arrogant now because he's gone past that stage of like worrying about what he, not. He don't worry about what he looks. He won't train three or four times a day, but he knows that he can pretty much go in a bar and pick any woman up. And I think that's where the arrogance comes from him. Oh yeah. Arrogant as fuck. And, and I'd say emotionally stunted as well. I mean, if he's, if he said, you know, with the 500 women thing, I mean, that's quite a round number, isn't it? So I'm yeah. not sure if there's a little bit of uh rounding up going on there, but if you've done that and he said, I've done lots of traveling, Fucking hell, I've done lots of traveling, but fuck me. <laughs> He's intentionally gone out, you know, and picks up girls, but he can't have slept with many of them more than once. You know what I mean? He, I, I, he, he's just, I don't each believe one is a conquest. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of uh, another notch on there. And he needs that external kind of reassurance about himself, you I, know, and if he doesn't get that, then he's a bit fucked. So I, I completely agree. I think he's massively insecure uh, and an arrogant prick. He is a prick. Dave, I don't believe he slept with 500 women. That is fucking nonsense. Absolute bullshit. I, I, maybe 100, but 500 women, right? Like you said, done a bit of travelling. He must have been, unless he's a fucking gigolo or something. I, I mean, I just don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't believe that he slept with 500 women. That is physically impossible. What a load of bullshit. I'm not sure it's physically impossible, but just in terms of time and, you know, fuck me, even in my twenties, you know, it's good to just not go out, you know, just watch a movie or something at home. Um, but anyway, whether we believe him or not, that's, that's his line. And yeah, I think the writing was on the wall. Uh, you know, Jess clearly liked it, uh, not Jess, sorry. Lexi clearly liked him. I'll tell you what else was interesting from episode two, Chris is out of nowhere, Jess suddenly tells Aaron that she likes him and Aaron's like, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? And where did you, what do you see in this little fucking emo string bean? <laughs> emo <laughs> string. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, Dave. I don't like him, can you tell? Yeah, I don't like him at all. I think he's a fucking little weasel, if I'm being honest, Dave. I think... He's he's got he's saying he doesn't like attitude. He's probably got one of the worst attitudes in the fucking whole of the house. Ryan's just arrogant because of his body and, and everything, all the work he's putting to look like that. This Aaron for me, and and this goes on and on, day, he's just clashing with people, and he just just even if it's little things, he's he's all he wants his own way, wants his own way. I didn't understand where that came from at, at all with Je at Jess. At, I really didn't get it at all. And also I was sat there thinking, oh, Jess, what are you doing? This is mm. not the guy for you. What are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, what do you reckon to... <laughs> so so actually at the recoupling, so Lexi gets to choose. She does choose Ryan, uh, which obviously leaves Ari as, as single. Um, but then 
I, uh, some of the great lines here, Chris, uh, I think come from Tina. It's Tina who said about, you know, how does Ryan sleep with 500 women? Does he do a, a tax return at the end of the year, <laughs> at the end of the financial year? <laughs> and, um, you know, Ronnie sleazes himself over, you know, to, to Tina. And um, I see Tina had previously, previously been having a conversation that, like, you know, Ronnie, she didn't say the ick. But she kind of made the face, you know, I can't remember if she was talking to Rachel and she was saying that, you know, when she sees him, she's like, yeah, kind of thing. Um, And then Ronnie, he's saying about, he's talking to Tina and he says, I think I'm going to think less. (laughs) She's like, haven't you been doing that already? Yeah. <laughs> that was a brilliant bit of shade. And I just think he is a fuck he's as shallow as a fucking piece of paper. And um I, I thought that was a brilliant way to put it. Brilliant. That's think an, that, fucking less. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you what, Dave. No, no, I alluded to Ryan saying what a body he had, but we then get Courtney gets a text saying that. Chris is waiting for a Dave and Ari gets one. Ari gets one, sorry, saying Mitch mm. is waiting. Now, I'm not being funny, Dave. These were two blokes. These these are not kids. These are two. They're all the same here. But Mitch, fuck me, Dave. That guy is a specimen. Granite, he, got, he? <laughs> he made, I think Ryan was like, holy shit, I need to do some more fucking press-ups and sit-ups because when we didn't see him with his top off, he went on the date. It was all nice. There was, there was a bit of like banter between them all and, and, and all that stuff. But I just, when Mitch come in, Dave, for me, when he took his top off in one of them games, I was like, holy fuck, that is a body. He's absolutely, and he used to play Australian rugby, uh, Australian rules football, AFL. Absolute fucking specimen, Dave. And the girls loved him, didn't they, when they were on the the, the, the uh, sofas and they were saying what he did. Oh, we love an AFL players and all that because... A lot. Of, what I found is, uh, you know, Gran and Taylor. Taylor's, I think she's with or she was with an AFL player for a few years. And a mm. lot of the ex uh, cast members have got with AFL players, Aussie Rules players, Dave. Mm. Got great bodies, but yeah, fought me, Mitch, mate. And there was a bit where he was stood next to Ryan and he, and it made Ryan look horrendous, but I was like, wow, Mitch, he's on a different level for his conditioning. He looks awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's like over here, you, you'd have. Uh them coupling up with football players, wouldn't you? Yeah. So I guess it's just the same over there with, you know, Aussie rules football to, to be a wag, you know, um, it is something to aspire to apparently. But um, I, I mean, you know what puts me off about Mitch though? I completely agree on the body. He, he kind of looks like someone who goes to fucking Oxford or Cambridge he, or, or Eton. You know, he looks like that proper old money English schoolboy to me. And like, he's got a real fucking, when he laughs, I, I don't know. He, he just has that Etonian presence about him. <laughs> I don't, and obviously he's Australian, so he's not a public English public schoolboy, but that's, that's how he looks to me. And so it, it just makes me a bit wary of him. But I mean, definitely the girls do like him. You know, and uh, I, I thought when they came back, I mean, Ari was doing everything she could to make it very public. You know, the new boys are in, or let's go to the uh, let's go to the hot tub and stuff. And I thought she was just overdoing it, and it was so obvious that actually she's got 
you know, deep feelings for, uh, well, not deep feelings, but she's still quite emotional about Ryan, who's having a great time with Lexi. <laughs> and, and, and this isn't calling Ari out at all, Dave, but we always say it every season. You get one or two uh, contestants, men or women, and we always say it, have, like you just said, have you ever watched this show? Because <laughs> she's not got the memo, has she? I mean, she's literally come in here, fell for Ryan. And I'm not saying that can't happen because it can. I totally get it. Aesthetically, as I just said before, he's a great, he's a good looking lad. But it also, I'm just like, I was getting frustrated with them. Like we do when we watch these programs like Love Island. I'm like, it's fucking Love Island. They're going to drop you as fast as they drop the soap in the fucking shower. They will drop you like anything. If someone else comes in, give some, don't even go in on that soap analogy. Dave. Where, where did you fucking get a prison analogy from? I don't there, know. But... I don't know. I just mean like soap falls out your hand very quick. It's the yep, way people yep. drop the relationships. A terrible analogy, I know. But but you know what I mean? Like that, that the. It's Love Island. This is what they fucking do on Love Island. They, they, people will just cohere and go with someone else. They go on a date. And every time someone new comes in, man or woman, it's that emperor's new clothes, isn't it, Dave? Everyone comes in. Now, Lexi, good-looking girl, but I still think there was better-looking girls in there. I think Ari's a good-looking girl. But Ryan was like, oh, my God, it's something new and shiny. Mm. I need to be with her. And I'm sure if someone else comes in and goes... I really like Ryan. Ryan will be like, sorry, Lexi. Lexi, we, we may even have Dave a, oh my God, who did it this series? Um, what was he called for the UK one? Um, fuck, he ended up with the blonde girl. Oh, oh you're going to have to narrow it down more than that. <laughs> he ended up, ended up with, um, oh shit. He, he went with about three or four girls, didn't he? But come back a hero when he come back from Casa Ramor. Oh my God. Oh, fucking um, football player for hashtag football player United. hashtag United, yeah, Toby ended it's, up with it, Chloe. Ryan could be this season's Toby Dave. He might end up with about four or five relationships in his fucking rearview mirror. The way it's going, because I think he's going to do that. If he slept with five hundred women, which I still say bullshit, but if he has, he's got no loyalty to fucking anybody. He'll be off if someone no, else comes in. I, I think he needs that constant validation from someone else, something new. And yeah, he's he's not going to be a Toby. Toby was a bit silly and a bit naive. I felt, you know, and uh, I, I, he Ryan is a much bigger player than Toby was, and and so yeah, I, I don't think he's going to. I'll be prepared to eat humble pie, and like you say, there's episodes out there. He might have done it already, but I would be amazed if there's a redemption for Ryan. I think he will move on at some point if he's given the opportunity, because again, calling back to the uh, Love Island one, we all thought that with Jake, but no one showed any interest in him. So <laughs> he didn't get an opportunity to, but um, yeah, but yeah, Chris, what, what I did like, you know, they, they have a few games, don't they, you know, act out this and what have you. And, you know, Rachel had definitely been pining over Chris and, you know, one of the new guys. And apparently he did impressions of Harry Potter characters on TikTok. And you're thinking, oh, my God, here we go. And so I, I, Chris kind of almost not sealed the deal, but, you know, he, he stepped up, didn't he? Because Rachel got challenged with, you know, doing invisible snog kind of thing. And she really didn't want to do it. Again, you're thinking, do you? 
realize which show you're on <laughs> do it come on come on do it just get on with it um so, <laughs> but chris steps up and he does he does a harry potter reference chris he says i'll just put on the invisibility cloak and goes up and snatches a kiss there so it'll be interesting where these two go but you know she seems seems at the moment fairly taken with chris and and same the other way around as well Good guy, Chris. Dave, he, he's another one. I, I've no, not really got any issues with him. I think, I think the problem is as we go into sort of episode four, that they're, they're all together. But but Aaron just becomes a complete cock, even more than what he was for me. I, I I can't get away from Aaron. I just think he's such a prick. I mean, Jess bins him off, doesn't she? She says, "Look, there's no spark." Taku's there in the background. They've got a, a great spark together. They go on a date, there's a little thing, they kiss and everything. And because Aaron's nose is out of joint, he's just a bellend, isn't he? You know, I mean, mm. I've got to say, Dave, the argument they had, how the foot Taku didn't one hand lift him up and throw him, I do not oh, know. Because Oh, I'd love that. Ta- Taku, <laughs> i tell you what, Dave, he's rugby. We see the VT even playing rugby. This fucking guy can look after himself. He's a great guy, really, really, really uh, good manners and everything. I, you can see, Dave, you fucking push his buttons to that point. I'm telling you, he'd snap Aaron in half. And I think Aaron knew that and was trying to push his buttons. And Taku just sat there, didn't he? And sorry, I'll tell you one thing I've missed, though. What about when Taku cried as well, Dave? That was quite uh, sad, that yeah, one. I yeah. felt really sorry for him. I thought, you know, at that point, I was like, what a great guy. Showing his emotions. It didn't seem fake. And he was like, I, I can just be myself. And I love that, Dave. I absolutely love that he, he showed that emotion. Yeah, so that was because he got voted the most popular, yeah. wasn't it? And brilliant, uh, you know. He's again. I think we've all probably got these insecurities, you know. And, and he was just, he was saying that you know he's kind of um, always wondering what people actually think of him and stuff. So it it was it, it got me that to be honest. Yeah. It, 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 I I thought I was quite emotional, but um, as for that fight, I mean, it all comes about, doesn't it? I, I mean, there's a few things that happened here. Jess, I, I didn't get it right. What the hell she saw in Aaron, but she seemed to. And then in all the challenges and stuff, she seemed to be going all in for Aaron. And then just suddenly out of nowhere, it's like, yeah, there's no spark. So even though I think Aaron is a little cock, I was still a bit like, I can't read you at all, Jess. Because <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be all in for a minute there. Uh, and now you're all out. So, I mean, Aaron is really fucking put out by it, isn't he? And and again, just acts like his 15-year-old self, completely like fucking Kevin the teenager. And like, you know, oh, I hate you. <laughs> kind of thing. And um, I think... Taku and Jess do seem to get on. I, I don't know if it was a spark. It was more of a simmer at the start, I felt. And, you know, they they almost, like, seem to console each other in, like, you know, it's a bit weird in here and, you know, it's hard to be yourself kind of thing. And, you know, Taku ends up, you know, putting on this fruit plate uh, kind of date and stuff, so it puts a lot of effort in there. And then... The, there's the thing that happens, the thing that kind of sparks it all off is that, you know, Aaron says, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I just went along and then just smacked it out of their hand kind of thing. And again, just like, it's not funny. It's not banter. It's not fucking anything. It's just childish. Um, and and it, it had got back. So, you know, I'm not a massive fan of uh, Jordan, but 
did appreciate that he told Taku. And Taku, to be fair, let's face it, in the real world, would you bring this up? It'd just be like, oh, fuck him, you know. But Taku tries to, like, put it to bed and stuff. But Aaron's just not listening at all, and he just behaves like a little fucking see you next Tuesday, I think. I think so. And, and it, honestly, Dave, I was I was expecting the, you know, when when Hulk meets Loki in Avengers <laughs> Assemble, <laughs> and he's just fucking there. by the feet and yeah, slams him on fuck, the floor. Yeah, just slams him on the floor, <laughs> puny guard. You know, or when fucking falls next to fucking Hulk and he just punches him. <laughs> I just want him to fucking attack him. Just to fucking deck him. I was just like, just clothesline this little shit and fucking put him in his place to fucking Eminem wannabe, the fucking knob. So... Aaron, for me, Dave, five episodes in, what a bellend. He might turn out, he might be listening going, Chris, you've got this wrong, and you could be right. But from the five episodes, he was the bad guy for me. He's a complete little tool. And I wanted Taku to fucking rugby tackling Dave because yeah. he's such a dick. I, I, I must admit, I mean, it's 2021, isn't it? So it's not like when we were growing up as kids, Chris, you know, physical violence, we can't do that, we shouldn't encourage it. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that's the right thing. Except in moments like this, I was really like, oh, just fucking <laughs> drop him, Taku. Yeah, just fucking was. put him in his place. The little Because fu- Aaron's like, he's going back to the other lads. He's like, he's just a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? Really? You yeah. want to fucking try and tangle? And I would, honestly, I would do pay-per-view for that, Chris. <laughs> I would fucking love it. And just drop the little bastard. Let's just um, put a full stop on Aaron Day because I think we could spend a lot of time on that guy. <laughs> Probably tearing to pieces. We get the recoupling, don't we? So I think everything goes as it should. I mean, Lexi obviously has picked Ryan. We know that. Ari from the last episode, Ari's on her own. Or Ari's on her own. What I was surprised with though, Dave, that she picked Aaron. Now, I get it because Jess was with Taka. There wasn't really any any way around it. But then I've got to give her credit, Dave. I was saying about like the UK and Australian, like the personality divide. She says in front of everyone, but I want Ryan. You know, and and mm. I know we're not compatible and he sort of agrees to that, but that was really uncomfortable and very brave of her to actually speak up and speak a truth, really. It was brave. And I think she just seems a little bit more authentic to me. I, I mean, it, it did seem genuine what she was saying there. Now, she had had conversations with Courtney leading up to the recoupling. And, you know, the essence of it, Courtney was sort of advising her to sort of, well, just do what what's right for you. So I felt like the producers had edited it in such a way that we thought this was going to be an explosive recoupling. And because of the order, I mean, I'd watched this a little bit ahead of you, hadn't I? And I was getting ready to text you, get your fucking ass into gear because this is <laughs> going nuts. And then she picks fucking, uh, picks sleazy Ronnie. And it's like, oh, well, that's a bit shit. I thought we were getting a, I mean, season one, Australia. I can't remember the girl's name, but uh, when she picked old Grant Crap there, this is easier to remember. Uh, you know, that was what really kicked it all off wasn't it and that was such a brilliant love island moment and i just feel like that brilliant moment was stolen from me chris stolen from me um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she did she did it, it would have just kicked off you know uh, at the moment 
Ryan's only got eyes for Lexi. And it, it would have just been a, a little bit daft, really. And, and it would have just meant Ari would have, you know, been in for more heartache in the future. But, uh, yeah, I thought the fact that she came out and, and admitted that was a bit of a surprise. And, yeah, it was, again, it was, it was a little bit emotional, I felt. Yeah, good. She wears, and I agree with that. She wears a heart on her sleeve. She she is very emotional. I think, like I say, she's very insecure. We don't know the backstory. I mean, being not with someone for eight years, is it because she was hurt when she was younger and she just had a, a, a girl? No, it's because she's a kid. It's because she's young. <laughs> It's no, she's 20 fucking five. You can't no. start the clock at fucking 16 and say, well, 17 uh, and say, oh yeah, I've been, been single, you know, for my adult life. That's because you, you haven't been an adult for any longer than that. So <laughs> nothing has happened to her. She's just <laughs> young. <laughs> well, told you, didn't I? I've said this story on the podcast when I didn't go to it, but that wedding that with somebody we knew, and he said, oh, I've loved her since she was 14, Dave, at the wedding. And you can see everybody at the wedding getting the calculators out going, hang on a yeah, fucking yeah. minute. Yeah, but anyway, that's another <laughs> fucking story. That was a jaw on the floor, fucking Jimmy Savile fucking moment. But Jesus Christ, that was terrible. But anyway, <laughs> so Dave, we've got to the end of our first five episodes, and I'm going to go off and plow through the next five. So we we're, we're, honestly, guys, we're going to try and get these out as quickly as possible. We still have The Bachelorette to watch as well, episode six, I think, Dave, this week. So we've got that to come as well. So just forgive us. We are going through them as quickly as we can and when we've got time to do it as well, because we do have our other podcast, Dave. But the reality stuff is still my favourite, without a doubt, Dave. I love it. I love talking about this shit. It feels like a comfortable shoe, Love Island, doesn't it? And I, I must admit, like, I was a little bit where I think Sam was, where episode one, it's like, mm, okay, I'm, I'm not sure I'm, I'm feeling this. And they're all a bit, you know, full of themselves and promoting their own Instagram and what have you. Um, but the Aussies, for me, just give it something a little bit extra. You know, they, they they're just a bit more... Uh, blunt about everything and don't really give a fuck. And so I, I think that just makes for great reality show, TV shows. And um, no, I really enjoyed it. And everyone had been saying, you know, this is a great season. And I just feel with this cast, you know, it's, it's only going to get better. So we've seen a little bit of drama, you know, in the first five episodes, I've got a feeling uh, it might ramp up another notch in the next five. Oh, without a doubt, uh, without a doubt, and 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 what I love is like the, the social media stuff because we follow Love Island Australia on my Facebook as well, Dave. I've been like scanning, scanning, scanning. I've not seen anything to spoil it, which is great. So I know in the UK on the ITV hub, they're at episode eleven and twelve will be today, so they're showing it like that. So so th there is twelve episodes there, guys. If you're not watching it from the UK, it is available now. But if you watch from Australia or outside the you know Australia on a VPN, then then obviously you're probably up to date. I think it's on um so from the US it's on Hulu as well, I think. It seems oh, to brilliant. be the same. You know, they've got the first 10 episodes. Um so I, I reckon probably in the UK and and the US you're gonna get it either on ITV or Hulu. At around about the same time. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. 
and get over there, guys. But honestly, we've been brilliant today, Dave. Like you say, it's it's just like putting on that lovely, comfy pair of slippers with the old Love Island. I absolutely love it. So if you do want to follow us at CD Reality Cast, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you do want to support the show a little bit further, get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. Like our other amazing patrons, past and present, we love the fact that people want to support me and Dave when we do this show. It just keeps us going. And we, we just love that, you know, people invested in all these, these shows that we talk about. It's brilliant. Also, guys, get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast, and we'll talk some more about all this reality nonsense. So for today, big thank you to Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Noreen, Claire, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Didi, Priscilla, Susan, Tracy, Lauren, Lucky Lily Green, and Ken Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. Really, really good here. No, that's awesome. And like I say, thanks for sticking with us. I know we've had so many people say, we need to get on this series. Pull your bloody finger out. Uh, <laughs> but we didn't want to kill ourselves when we were doing you know, three seasons. So yeah, we'll do The Bachelorette as our next episode. And then uh, after that, we'll uh, we'll be doing the next five. So episode six through to 10. And um, yeah, I actually can't wait for this one, though. Bachelor, let's face it, Chris, it's going to be another slog, isn't it? Getting through that fucking two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but to get to the oh, juicy goodness, to get to the uh, point where we rip into it. Um, but yeah, so so we, we'll slowly catch up. But... Um, Chris, it's been great, and uh, I, th- I think we did okay. This was a bit of an experiment. How the hell are we going to cover the five? Uh, obviously, it's a little bit of a longer show today, but um, but it was good. I think we covered all the major kind of points that that I had down anyway. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Chris, that's awesome. Thanks to everyone out there who's been listening, and I'll speak to you next time. Take care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>